Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back to Purple Daily in just a moment. Business owners out there, Federated Mutual Insurance Company has all kinds of risk management resources to give you peace of mind. How helpful would it be for you to have employee training, for instance, at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Well, that's why Federated has recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. MyShield has resources such as safety training and videos, customizable risk management plans, workplace posters, employee handbook builders, and more. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And you can also find contact information for your federated marketing representative. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Write it down. You always make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. You like that? Like that. <laughs> All right, welcome into Purple Daily, the Wednesday episode every single week. Write that down, football edition. That's right, we've taken a longtime staple of the Mackie and Judd show, where we are the only show in America to make predictions and hold each other accountable. Most sports talking heads just throw stuff out there and hope that you forget about it. Stephen A. Smith once famously not like before the season, but like leading into the NBA Finals, had the wrong prediction seven consecutive years. Again, that's not like at the beginning of the season, he predicts so-and-so. It's, nope, it's the Heat versus the Spurs, who you got? And he whiffed seven years in a row, and they just tried to sweep it under the rug. No, no, no. We hold each other accountable. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff. And uh, and so every Wednesday on Mackey and Judd and on Purple Daily, we give three predictions each. If you're watching on our YouTube channel right now, you can see our ugly faces, This is how it works every single week on the purple slash football edition. Three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns for the predictions that are a little bit uh, harder to achieve. And then if you want to be part of it, we're going to bring on Tyler as our guest listener predictor this week. You can send a DM to me at Phil Mackey or Declan at Dex's tweets on Twitter, and we'll get you scheduled in. Are you guys ready for this today? Let's do it. Always ready for write that downs. We haven't had that Love many things that come downs. off the board yet because oh, yeah. we we just started doing this on Purple Daily a few weeks ago. 
But I am pleased to say that the accountability session has brought a few things to the forefront here. Judd Zolgad predicted that Pat Mahomes would start for the Chiefs on Sunday and throw at least two touchdown passes. Because he had been hurt, and so there was some question when we did the segment. Hey, no, check down Teddy's a thing. I'm trying to just make very clear. It was a very ballsy prediction. You're, you're, uh, you're Alex Smith padding your completion yeah, percentage you know, with that's, short bubble that's screen just passes. You guys, you guys, that's in green, okay? Yeah. Make that's fun okay. of me all you want. Listen, no you want to be Christian Ponder and just be a one-read guy? That's fine. That's fine. Easily correctable. Listen, I take shots down the field, and sometimes they don't work. <laughs> all right? Listen, I am, I am throwing the ball down the field. I am Big Ben with a torn rotator cuff. I told you guys that Stefan Diggs would accumulate 200 yards of total offense in the AFC Championship game. I don't even think he got to 100. No, Maybe. it was very limited. Yeah. yeah, they took him away. And then I told you that Tom Brady would dagger the Packers with a fourth quarter or game-winning drive. And he did dagger the Packers, but they had the lead the whole time. Right. So technically this is this is wrong. So, you're tell- so hold on a second. You're telling me that if LaFleur allows Rodgers on fourth down to go for it and the Packers... Yep. Get the touchdown, and then they get the two point conversion, yep. and the game is tied. And Brady takes his team even down for a the field, field goal. Yeah. For your field that goal, instead, your Spurgeon went. It would have been a completion. That hit. Yeah, a lot of red right there. My eyes are hurting. Does someone have sunglasses? Wow! Stop making fun of me because the listeners were even worse than me. <laughs> That's right. Kip said Anthony Lynn will be the Vikings' next offensive coordinator. He's going to the Lions. He's going to work for Man Campbell. Man Campbell. Anthony, come here. Let's eat some football start today. Man Campbell. That's right. We're going to take You take the first bite of football. We're going to take an Uzi and shoot your kneecaps out. We're going to take a machete. Man Campbell's one of the great names ever. (laughs) Spencer said the Bills will beat the Packers in the Super Bowl and Stefan Diggs will be the Super Bowl MVP. That was wrong. Took a shot. And Bob B said both the Packers and the Chiefs will win their respective games this weekend. And in the Super Bowl, the Packers will win with a combined plus minus, or I guess a, a combined over under over 60. So all of those. None of those things can happen. Declan said the Packers and the Bills will win their respective championships. A, shot. a lot of shots down. There the was field a time that, that back in the day that that the league had a consolation game, Dex. So that would have been the consolation game. That those teams would be playing yeah, like this Vikings weekend or something? I think the Vikings played I in it. I didn't know that That's existed terrible. Right like, now. Oh, consolation games used to be for... I never understood why they existed, That's but dumb. they did. When did they get rid of them? Oh, it's like a 70s thing? The NFL got rid of them, I think, after maybe the merger. They might have got rid of them around the merger. Okay. But, I mean, like, high schools would – I mean, they still play – why do you play consolation games? I get that for high school. But you've lost. I get that for high Let's school. Let's teach kids. You're a loser. Go home. <laughs> or that. You don't get to do anything fun. You no, lost. No, it's not fun to play in a consolation game. Well, it's fun to just play sports sometimes. Yeah, I know man. you don't like games, but – No, if it doesn't mean anything. Go home. Be active. Now I, I do. My dad that? used to tell me that, like way back in the day, the the Pro Bowl was actually the winner of the Super Bowl would play like yep. a college all star team or yep. something. That's correct. Can you imagine winning the Super Bowl and then you have, your reward is you get to play another you know game what? against I think these they college it, kids? I think back in the day they played it at the start of the next season. Okay. Really? So like it would be a college all stars for the next season, and the Super Bowl champion would play that team. Super weird. Or, right. or the or the champion, not Super Bowl at that time. So here are these early in the season here. Here are the stats. Declan and Judd both uh, completing 50% of their predictions. No touchdowns yet across the board and no completions for the listeners or for myself. So, again, it's early. It's early. Just give us a second here. 
Let's get our guest. Write it down. You like predictor. writing things down. Tyler, what's going on with you, man? How's it going? Hoping to get the uh, the listeners' completion percentage up a little bit. All right. Like so yeah. Right. So what, what kind of offensive system are you going to run here? Like, are you are you throwing screen passes? Or are you airing it out? What's your strategy? I feel like I've got a couple a couple tutty throws in me. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Depends on how you guys judge them. Uh, one of them. One of them. I think is is a for sure. Uh, although I think it's my boldest claim. Okay. All right. Interesting. So here's how this is going to work. We're going to start with Tyler, and then we're going to go Judd, Declan, back to me, Phil. We're going to make three trips around the room, three predictions each. They have to be quantifiable and at least loosely football-related. So I think I think we're going to look to stretch the parameters of that, especially in the offseason. Yeah. Like, if you've got a loose football prediction, uh, we can make it work. So, Tyler, what's your first prediction? So I think that we've seen – the end of Tom Brady as an elite quarterback. Last last game was the worst the worst championship game I've seen from a quarterback since Case Keenum in the in the <laughs> NFC Championship game a, lot, a couple years ago. So I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl by fourteen plus points. Wow, wow! I sort of like that. Interesting. Write it down. Like, I hope, like writing not, I hope down. you're wrong for the sake of actually watching the game. Oh, yeah. But there are some passes that he throws now where you're like, oh, my God, what happened to that ball? Yeah, he, he definitely exactly. – he, he'll just like – for like a quarter, he'll just short circuit and try yeah. and give the game away. He did you know, he did it against the Vikings early, and, and they couldn't take advantage. Yep. So, All right, Judd, your first prediction. All right, my first uh, – write that down for the football edition. Aaron Rodgers' last season in Green Bay will be the 2021 campaign. Okay. So he'll be back. But he won't be back after next season. So. I think you're on the board in Mackie and Judd. Write that down as all. It's sort of a hedge because I think you also have a prediction at some point long ago that this was that 2021 was going to be his last year. Okay, and so. I will say this: Larry Brown will never coach him. <laughs> it's a parlay. It's a parlay. Larry Brown will never coach Aaron Rodgers. Don't put that on the parlay because otherwise we have to wait until Larry yeah, Brown. No, yeah, good point. To wait till he Touché. dies. I'm just kidding, Dex. So yes, it's just, just the, the first a. part. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers part. All right, Declan. All right, Patrick Mahomes will not win Super Bowl MVP. Okay, say that Patrick Mahomes will not win Super Bowl MVP. So like Travis Kelsey or Travis something. Travis Kelsey or someone on the that's box. That's a good. That's a yeah. That's Tom good. Will yeah. not win Super Bowl MVP. I disagree, I but I, that's I a good one. I won't specify who wins the game. Just Pat Mahomes won't win Super Bowl MVP. All right. I'm proud of you. You're, you're learning. Thank you. I uh, so I I'm going to go like pretty far from what Tyler's first prediction was here. The Chiefs' offensive line is ravaged, and I think a lot of people are a, a lot of people are just and including me. Like I'm I'm praising them for having a bunch of seventh round picks and shuffling guys around, and you know they're coaching those guys up. And Pat Mahomes is mobile, and so it doesn't matter as much as if you're a non mobile quarterback who's not as great as Pat Mahomes, right? But their offensive line is a disaster, and we all know, even though Mike Remmers has been good for them, Mike Remmers is going to be their starting left tackle. He hasn't played left tackle in any game since 2016. This is the Super Bowl against a really good pass rush. I think the real Mike Remmers, the one that we saw oftentimes with the Vikings, is going to make an appearance at an unfamiliar position. And so here's my parlay. Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl, and because I want this to be a home run or a touchdown touchdown. in this case, right? Deep. Mike Remmers will give up at least five pressures, according to Pro Football Focus, in that game. Okay. What I want want to say here is that because the Chiefs' offensive line is ravaged, it's going to be more of a problem than people are saying, and the Bucs are going to take advantage. And so the Bucs are going to win, and Mike Remmers will give up at least five pressures, according to Pro Football Focus. It will be a problem. Write this down. All right, back to Tyler. 
All right. So under contract for the 2021 season, the Vikings have 10 players who have formally made a Pro Bowl with the Vikings. So that's Jefferson, Cook, Smith, Barr, Hunter, Thielen, Cousins, Rudolph, Ham, and Kendricks. Ham, At least right. three CJ of them. Ham, that's right. <laughs> at least three of them will not be on the Minnesota Vikings for the 2021 season. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So Rudy for sure. Uh, well, Rudy maybe not for sure. For sure. Maybe not for sure. Rudy just told us he's worth every penny. We actually have, we've got some, some Rudy quotes we're going to get to. He's worth every damn penny. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Judd, your uh, next prediction. All right, hold on a second here. I got to flip to my screen with my predictions. Judd only reads what's on the the prediction <laughs> prompter. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the chief. The Chiefs will cover whatever the spread is against the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. So I think we should let, pick a let's we, go we day a sports right book now. or something. Yeah. Let, let's go day of game. Okay, and then you you pick the sports book. Okay, um, I, I don't care what sports book. Let's is. go day of game. Whatever is listed on the ESPN.com scores page. Day of okay, day of game and ESPN.com scores page. Perfect. Yep. Okay, but they will cover that spread. Okay. And it'll it should show up in like the box score afterwards too, which I guess is going to be on me to figure out because I'm the one that keeps you the, do a lot of work the master on sheet here. So. Yeah, exactly right. So okay, back to Declan. All right, Matthew Stafford will be traded to an AFC team. Matthew Stafford will be traded to an <laughs> AFC team. And shortly, I'm going to tell you exactly which one. Oh, all right. <laughs> but before we do that, let Judd's all get here. <laughs> all right, next prediction. Write it down. You like writing things down. Antoine Winfield Jr. Who, so this is kind of a parlay. I'm saying he will play in the Super Bowl. He did not play in the AFC Championship game. But Antoine Winfield Jr. will force at least a turnover or a fumble in the Super Bowl. So I, I also want credit if he punches a ball out and they don't recover it. So he like will it. force a turnover or a fumble in the Super Bowl. Write this down. Okay, so it doesn't incredible. need to be, to be clear, it doesn't need to be recovered no, by he, the Buccaneers. Oh, so like God, if, I, wouldn't, I didn't know why I even said that. So like no, if, that's what I said. Oh, I thought... Oh, I, no, I'm, I'm saying he I will force a turnover. So, like or a Tyree fumble. kill fumbles, but the because Chiefs of, get the ball back. Yeah, I'm that saying that's still if, a fumble. If, if Winfield punches it out, so he'll, I want he'll just force a. Okay, got it. I'm a veteran. Write that down, player. I know, I, I know okay. you are, but no, I, 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 actually, to, I actually thought Joe was going to go in a different direction. I thought you shouldn't have given him the help there. No, I felt that that I thought that he was saying that. So, so we just had to be clear. We just had to be clear. We are now. He'll either intercept a pass. Or he will force a fumble, is yep. what I'm saying. Yep. Now, where I'm leaving myself open is if he scoops up a fumble. But I am saying that he will be the yep. reason for That's a turnover. So an FF. An FF. A force fumble. FF or, in the box or an interception. All right. You got it. Yep. Write it down. You like yep. writing things down. Maybe I should Maybe I should include the FR, but I'm saying he's going to create a turnover. The FR is a whole different thing. It is. Because if he FFs, there's no guarantee he FRs it. Exactly. The FF, you get much more credit. The FR, anything can happen. Super random. Yeah. All right, back to Tyler, your final prediction. All right, my final prediction is Dan Bailey will make three kicks in the playoffs next year for a team that is not the Minnesota <laughs> Awesome. That's a home run. Oh, that's a touchdown. I mean. It is, yeah. No, because you're saying that he's going to be on a different team. Like, that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. At least, at least three. At least three. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a clip off this show for sure. That's yeah. an awesome prediction. Sure. Uh, so, Tyler, Dude, awesome awesome work with your prediction. Since you have this platform here, uh, gigantic, <laughs> massive platform, would you like to thank anyone in your life that got you to this point? Yeah, huge thanks. My mom used to take me to all the home games growing up, so huge thanks to her. Huge huge thanks to my fiance for putting up with my BS on uh, on game day when I'm 
pouting about the Vikings. That's about it. <laughs> right now, man. All right. That is All guest right, listener predictor much. Tyler. We'll get him on Thanks again you, at some point. Good stuff. I love that prediction. All right. Back to Judd. Okay, so to uh, pay off the the prediction that Declan started with um, Matthew Stafford being traded to an AFC team, he will end up with the New England Patriots. So the AFC team in question, Matthew Stafford, the prediction is this. Matthew Stafford will end up with the New England Patriots. So I love... And I should thinking. say in 2021. I should, I should yep. just, just to be clear. Yeah. For this upcoming season. Yeah. 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 And, but I didn't have there that. There could be in. even a scenario where he possibly goes somewhere else and he still ends up on the New England Patriots in a trade deadline, maybe. Yeah. Just saying. So this, so that prediction would stay on the board until yeah. the trade deadline. Yep. We've done that with a few things. Yep. There's actually a couple on the board. Uh, I can't remember. What, there's, but, I think there's like a hockey one or something. But he makes a ton of sense it, with like the Colts, potentially, right? Like there are teams. Yeah. But the Patriots, to me, like yeah. if you go there and you're good... You've got a chance. And if you're Belichick, like I could see if if somehow uh the guy that you love number 2 on your quarterback draft board slips to 15, then you draft him. But if you're Bill Belichick and you're almost 70 years old, you really want to deal with like Mac Jones first two years. I mean, no, I get I that he did, he did it with Brady, but he's going to want a Yeah, but he's old now. Yeah. Belichick. Write this yeah. down. I'm with you. All right, back to Declan, your final prediction. All right, last prediction, the winning team in the Super Bowl will score at least 28 points. Okay. The All winning right. team in the Super Bowl will score at least 28 points. All right. No so prediction in, from you yet, Dex, right? No. Okay. No Super Bowl prediction, no. Okay. Um, and we can still make Super Bowl predictions next week, too. Mm-hmm. That's so right. There's more in the bag. Yeah. All right. Final prediction of the week here. Write this down. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy. I don't think he's going to get that Houston job. He interviewed for it, right? Did yes. they finally interview him? All right. Him and Les. Eric Bieniemy will take over for Mike Zimmer yeah. as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings before the start of the 2022 league year. All right. So before. So, so basically Zim, within Zim about a year or so. In January of next year, basically, and he gets the job yep. before March, whatever it, it is. It makes so much sense. Yep. There's a Minnesota connection. I think the Wolves love him and just love the work that he did with Adrian Peterson. Yes. And Rick Spielman probably does, too. Yes. From 07 through 2009. So And he deserves the opportunity. Like Absolutely. he just does. It's just it, this is incredibly stupid. I can't, he's, he's in his fifties now, man. Yeah. I, I always thought of him and like he was in his thirties when he was here, and now he's like fifty-one. So, all right, those are your write that down football edition predictions here with Mackie and Judd. And again, if you want to be part of the show, if you want to make your predictions, you can just send me a DM at Phil Mackie or Declan a DM at Dex's tweets on Twitter, and uh, and we'll make it happen. We'll get you scheduled in. We're going to get to some Kyle Rudolph comments here in just a second that he made on Ben Lieber's podcast. I, mean, like, I think we've all come to the conclusion that, like, oh, man, after seeing Irv Smith and Tyler Gronklin, I think Kyle Rudolph and that cap number, it's probably just a good time to say goodbye. Uh, Kyle feels a little bit differently. But before we get to that, Declan, what are you sipping on next weekend when the big game comes around the corner? Oh, I can't wait. Corona Hard Seltzer and me are going to have a hell of a Super Bowl Sunday. It's going to be the best. There could be blackberry limes involved. There could be some cherries involved because it's the only, it's the only seltzer made with those Pure Beach vibes. This month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer, which is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Mm. All right. So that sounds good there, Dex. I highly recommend it. Get you in your seltzer game. 
I want you know what? Judd should review a seltzer. Up. I might give it a shot. I want a Judd to review a seltzer. Yeah, I mean, don't give a negative review to the Corona and, Hard Seltzer. And I no, want it, I, I want, no, 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 no. I want it filmed with the first sip. I want you to crack it open. I want the film review. I think you, once you go into the seltzer game, I, I don't think there's any turning back for you. Do you think I don't come out of it? No, he does. I think you'll find that it's it it's lighter, it's more man. refreshing. It, it's it, beer puts on a little bit more weight. I mean, there's a lot of benefits. I, don't know what to you're I have no problem with weight game. You look great. <laughs> so, I, I don't too. know what you're talking about. I'm just like Declan. Me too. I never gain a pound. <laughs> so uh, or, or thirty. Ben Lieber has a podcast, and he's been welcoming some of his old like football friends on the podcast. <laughs> yes. And Kyle Rudolph <laughs> is one of them. I, I really think like. The, You've been harder on Kyle Rudolph than I have been. Like I think you're just, I think you're just ready for old Rudy to move on and, and the Vikings to get out from underneath the cap number. Um, I'm ready to move on from the cap number too, but also respect the the career that he's had here in Minnesota. Sure, yeah. You know he he's been really good for what eleven seasons or whatever it's been now. Yep. But it's very obvious to me that the two guys that are sitting behind him on the depth chart. Irv Smith and and Tyler Conklin are ready to fill his shoes, if not even improve upon what he. Now he's a he's a great, reliable red zone target, and I think he's just one of. He's got some of the stickiest hands in in football, right? But yeah, like, he, yeah, it's been great. But in terms of dynamic plays, I, I'm just kind of ready for the 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 next era to start here, and they're gonna have to save some money. But what did he say on this podcast? Okay, so so. I feel like before I read these quotes, I need to explain myself just a little bit. In my older age, this was partially true before, but the older I get, the more it bothers me. What really bugs me is an athlete who doesn't understand his importance exactly at that time. So, like, if you're a star, you're a star. That's awesome, right? But there seem to be a collection of people that stay in one place, and then they assume, I'm 31, but I'm still just as important. And it's like, no, you're not. It, it's your favorite term, Phil. Self-awareness, right? Sure. Like, be self-aware of where you're at. Because pro sports is brutal. And there comes a time where you just start to go off the cliff, and you can't come back with, well, I'm still really important, right? So what bugs me about about various Vikings players more so, not really twins, I don't think, uh, and has bugged me about wild players, is this, I'm still just as important. You know, you can't trade me. You can't really. It's like, hold on a second here, dude. This is pro sports. So anyway, um, See, yeah, I'll See, read the quotes. But you I think Kyle's I lacking to, some sports self awareness? I'm going to read you the quotes and confirm to you that what I believed is now 1,000 percent true. Okay, okay. So as you said, that this comes from uh, Ben's podcast, which I would personally call "Air Your Grievances." That's a free. That's a free thing too. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> Air your grievances. So here is. The quote. So it's three paragraphs. The first is basically him hemming and hawing about uh, what his current predicament here is. Okay. So I'm going to read you the last two graphs because those are the important ones. <clears throat> Kyle said, with that being said, I think I'm worth every dime of my contract. That doesn't mean that I'm used to my potential and I'm used to do what I do well. So it will be interesting over the next few months. Like I said, I have three years left on my contract. I don't want to go anywhere else. I've somehow become a pretty decent blocker because I've been forced to. It certainly wasn't something that I ever did well at any point in my career, maybe in high school because I was bigger than everyone else. But even then, I I just wanted to run around and catch balls. Early on last season, the writing was on the wall, he said. 
I saw where our offense was going. I had like seven or eight catches in the first six games. It was just absurd. I was literally blocking all the time. Wow. Can you read that last part again? Early on last season, he said, the writing was on the wall. I saw where our offense was going. I had like seven or eight catches in the first six games. It was just absurd. I was literally blocking all the time. So he's he's not thrilled. I love the I love the extra edge you gave his, well, and his he voice say, in reading those. With that quotes. being said, I think I'm worth every dime of my yeah. contract. So Which is the same act he pulled the last time that we talked about him possibly not being retained. So two two potential paths here, all right, as I see it. So Kyle going into next year, if he went in and played on the nine point four million dollar cap number that he's currently signed to, he would be the eighth highest paid player on the roster behind Kirk Cousins, Neil Hunter, Anthony Barr. Riley Reef, Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, and Kyle Rudolph. So he would be, he would be one of the eight highest paid players on the team. In terms of tight end salaries, average annual value, he is the fifth highest paid tight end in the NFL right now, behind George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper, and then you get to to Rudy, who's above Zach Ertz. He's above uh, Darren Waller from the Raiders, who's been great, fantastic the last couple of years. And there's other guys on this list. Um, so, so for him to be worth every penny of his contract, he has to be a top five tight end and a top eight player on this roster. Your thoughts on that notion? Like, is, is it that man, if they just used him more and it's more of a scheme problem that he would be in that mix? No, because they, they've got right now two younger players who I would play before him. I mean, Conklin did nothing to me, um, that to say that he is not an improved version and probably how Kyle played when he was in his 20s. Like, Tyler Conklin's a better player. Irv Smith is for sure. But, like, if you want the Kyle role, right, the role that he played, Tyler Conklin is better. And I don't know where where he ranks on that list, but I'm willing to bet it's near the bottom. In terms of salary? Yeah, in terms of salary. I'm, but, in the league? But Oh, my God. But I'm saying, scroll down. But I'm saying he is a better tight end as a total package. Like, Irv Smith is is a hybrid to me, receiver, tight end. Tyler Conklin is the blocking guy who can catch, who can run, who can jump. Yeah. I mean, th- these are a lot of things that Kyle can't do now. And look, he's older. I get that. But his quotes are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't. don't love it bothers the me. lack of sports self-awareness here. I is there a spot for Kyle on a team as a player that gets not, used? Yes. Not with this attitude, though. Like, the thing is, he went on his friend's podcast and said exactly what he really thinks privately, which is what he shares with the team. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he basically said, I don't like doing the job that they're asking me to do. It was ridiculous. I feel like I am being underutilized and am a huge reason why we could maybe be even better as an offense. Yes. Um, I don't watch Vikings games and think, well, this offense is good, but it could be elite if more Kyle Rudolph. I don't personally. Yeah. And I don't know that Mike Zimmer feels that way. Um, I think I think if if you were to to look at this offense and say, boy, what can get it from good to elite? And if if using the tight ends more was part of that discussion, I would say Irv Smith Jr. is the one that I would want to get the ball to more. Correct. Because he's the 22, 23-year-old who runs like a wide receiver and uh, and even showed some red zone prowess in chops this year. Mm-hmm. So again, like I, I, the, I, Kyle Rudolph is not cooked by any measure, but he is also not a top five tight end the way that he's being paid. 
And he's not one of the eight most important players on this roster. And so if he wants to stick around, A, it has to be for a lot less money. But B, it's going to cut into Conklin and, and Irv Smith and, and those guys too. Like the Vikings have far more pressing needs than Kyle Rudolph at $9.5 million next year. You need a left guard. I don't. You need a defensive lineman. And I don't want him under any circumstance taking playing time from Smith or Conklin. And that's the problem. If he these quotes are indicative of how he really feels, which is not the I'm the captain. If he was really the captain, which he prides himself on, if he was really that guy, okay, these quotes would say we can do a lot of things. Um, Irv Smith is emerging. I'm still an important blocker, and I would like to come back probably at a reduced salary in that that role. But Ben, let me tell you right now, the most important thing is we got a special kid, and he wears 18. And if we don't find a way to incorporate him more, something's wrong. Yeah. That Those are the quotes of somebody who might be slightly disgruntled with how the offense ran, but is a captain. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a guy who every time it comes up, because he gave quotes similar to this to Sid in 2019 when, when there was talk about the eventual restructure or contract that he signed that were similar to this, which is, I'm not taking a pay cut. He told Sid that. He's basically saying it again. But the Vikings are now in a position where I would say, I would say this, we're not asking you to take a pay cut. You're gone because we've got two guys that we can use. And personally, if you are a superstar, then these quotes and you're not used correctly – then these quotes are fine. But I don't want someone who sells themselves as my offensive captain feeling this way about a team that needs to incorporate people who aren't named Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. No, it's, like, do, I think does it's that fair, make sense? I think it's fair criticism. I don't, I don't love the, I, the thing that actually rubs me the wrong way the most. And I know that he's talking to a friend and like, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the, to, the tone of it wasn't like. <clears throat> malicious or anything. I think I think he's just he's riffing off the cuff with a friend, but the thing that rubs me the wrong way is I don't like blocking. And I just like look how much blocking they made me do in the first few games. Like when I think of the first few games and guys that didn't get targeted enough, <laughs> is, yes. how about the best wide receiver in the NFL that like was a non factor in the first two weeks. And why know? are we not talking about him? Yeah. So I I get his frustration in some ways because I think he looks back and, and there are there are some years where I think he has a point. I think he looks back at his whole career, his his decade with the Vikings, and thinks, you know what? Like, I could have had a thousand yard season. Like, I was good enough to be a thousand yard tight end, you know, at some point in my career. And to me, that point would have been more like when he was 26, 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Could they have used him more in situations? Did they sometimes forget about him between the 20s? Yeah. Like, but also, does he have breakaway speed? Was he getting yards after the catch? No. Not really. It's not the type of guy he is. I think he's looking back and thinking, man, I could be one of these guys that gets talked about more yeah. if I was used more in the offense. And and he has a point sometimes, but not from this last season. I feel like he thinks that at one point he, he was Travis Kelsey. And I'm going to tell you right now, he never was. Like he was a poor man's he was a poor man's version of where this league was going. Uh Gronk and Gronk's prime, right? Who was outstanding. Uh Kelsey, who is still great. I think Kyle sees himself because his body type looks like those guys. I think Kyle sees himself as being among those guys. And in watching him play, I've never felt that. 
He was a good player. Good, not great. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and I mean, he's, he's a good 32 player. years old. But yeah, but I mean, these quotes to me are, an, are if I'm the Vikings, they are all I need to say, you know what? Yeah. It's time. It's, uh, yeah, it's also. And go somewhere else and be successful if you can. That's fine. It's odd timing, too, knowing that the Vikings, depending on where the cap lands, the Vikings are going to have to cut players just to get under the cap and then cut more he... to get under it to a place where you can sign free agents. And he's like, the number one guy that you would look at. He clearly, like, th- this is now twice now in the last three or four years. He clearly thinks that if he goes on the record and says, I'm worth this, that the team will somehow, because I they, they might like him personally or something, he thinks that they will sort of cave back into him. And they're not going yeah. to this time. They they can't afford to. I mean, this cap is coming down. They can save, by the way. So they, would, they still owe him, to, in terms of dead cap, $4.3 million. But they can save $5 million to the cap. By just saying goodbye to Kyle going into the season. Yep. And I think that's the likely outcome here. And I don't personally think it has to be contentious. I think, man, you play 11 years with one team into your early 30s. That's a damn good run. I was literally blocking all the time. You're a big old <laughs> tight end. What did you expect to be asked to do? In a, it, now, if he wants to, if, he, if, his, if his complaint, his, all right, one more thing on this because I'm just like, hearing this again. The, his complaint is sort of our complaint, which is, my God, we run the ball way too much. We Delvin's great, but we need to be throwing the ball more and whatnot. And I agree with that. But the way that this comes off is so self-centered. It's like, instead of schematically for us to score more points, we need to just be more aerial with me too, but like Justin and Adam, it sounds like I just don't like blocking. And this is this is not what I like doing. Mm-hmm. Throw me the ball. So I don't I don't think he's inherently like, you know, Terrell Owens or, no. or Keyshawn just give me the damn ball, but it comes off that way in these quotes. Yeah, and so. here's what one more uh, in, in which he was talking about his age and ba- basically saying that he feels that he should put in the he should be put in the box that we're trying to put him in now at the age of th- 33 or th- th- 34. Uh, his quote at the end is, "But like I said, at th- 31, with how I feel physically, with knowing what I can still do, it's simply a lack of opportunities. In the past, I was the one." getting red zone targets. I can't sign up for that again. But Adam Thielen is just fine in the red zone, too. And so, but I'm saying that he's... A ton of touchdown he ba- he basi- you want him taken away from Thielen? Is he, that what he's saying? He basically wants to come back on his contract and be used like a guy who's going to earn that as a pass catcher. Yeah. And I don't see how you can do that. So, well, we'll see We'll see what happens. Uh, the league year... So, uh, the league year is like the second week in March. Free agency opens up. The first day you can officially sign players is on St. Patrick's Day this year. Then there's like a three-day tampering window beforehand. <laughs> I so, love the tampering window. So we're less than two months away from NFL offseason activity, but there's going to be so many more quarterback musical chairs games being played. So uh, and we'll like we, we we're going to get into a quarterback discussion probably now on tomorrow's show. The Rudolph comments popped up, and we did write that down today, but. Uh, there's a lot more quarterback discussion to be had, too. Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. Thanks to everyone who has subscribed to our YouTube channel. And thanks to everyone who has given us a five-star rating or a positive review on Apple. It helps spread the word about the show. Thanks, everyone.